code violation, verbal abuse. Hello again to all our friends. <laughs> um, all right, now, uh, welcome to another episode of Yeah, We Said It, the 2021 edition. Uh, Donnell, what's up? I'm chilling, I'm chilling, what's up? Not much, you know, uh, normally we'd, we'd have seen quite a bit of the uh, Australian summer tennis season by now, but uh, things look quite differently this year. Um we did see Sabalenka winning in Abu Dhabi. Um, well, I forgot about that. Yeah, we, we saw Damanar in Antalya and uh, Hubert Hercats winning in Delray Beach. But uh, that was all a few weeks ago. And uh, most of the players have supposedly been in quarantine since. Um, yeah, but there's also been a lot of mess. Um a lot of madness, a lot of uh, a lot of messiness, and uh, we're here to talk about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the uh, the first thing I had in my notes that dealt directly with Australia was on January eighth, and that was Elena uh, Svitolina and Gail Monfils receiving a letter from the Australian Open confirming that they would not be able to see each other while they were in quarantine. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense that they've been having different travel schedules, but I'm not I'm not sure what their like what their whole living situation or their quarantine situation has been up until this point. True. But um, because I mean, if they like if they live if they live together and they have been together this entire time, then I guess it, you know they should be able to quarantine together. Right. But if they've been you know separated at any point, like she's traveling for whatever she got going on, he's doing whatever he's doing, then it makes sense for them to be separated. Yeah. It was just sort of funny. Um <laughs> then uh there were there were a few days it seemed of a little bit of calmness and then on the thirteenth uh I have Dominic team was heading to Australia without his coach Nicholas Masu after Masu tested positive. Um, that wasn't huge news, but you know the top players tend to uh, have pretty large teams usually, and the teams right. are like super duper important for them and for their success during the events, especially long two week events. Um, or, you know, a month in Australia or anything like that. So, uh, that was, I'm sure he wasn't happy about it. Um, but I don't, I don't know that, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if like Masu could come later. Yeah. That, I was about, I was just about to ask, like, do we know if he, if he's not, if he's not there already, if he's not there now, then right. I don't think he can still come. Okay. So I'm like I was about to ask like did he end up like coming later 
or whatever. Because if not, then I'm pretty sure he missed his he missed his chance. Well, uh, I mean, they can't really have a ton of people this year anyway, so. Um, yeah. I'm sure he, you know, still has some other trusted members of his team with him and uh it won't it shouldn't throw him off that much. I mean No, I think it'll be fine. You know. Uh he is defending quite a few points in Australia, but we'll get to that later. Um, Are they actually defending points though? I think don't don't they just still get to keep their points just like last year? Oh, is that the thing? I, I think that I think I, I've been very unclear on that, but why is that the case? I have no idea. I guess because like we're still in a like it's still a pandemic and the see I guess the season is still gonna be like abbreviated. Cause as we as we saw, like tournaments are already getting canceled. Like Indian Wells is already canceled for this year. Or at least postponed. They said they were gonna try to move it to another date, but that's probably not gonna happen. No. Um. Hmm. Well, I guess everybody's just playing for fun again. I don't. Um. Well, I mean, unless you gain points, and then that's right. great for you. Um. That same day, uh, and here's where the messiness really begins. Uh, that same day, January 13th, Tennis Sangren was granted special permission to board a flight from L.A. to Melbourne despite testing positive. He claims he took he tested positive Thanksgiving week and that the second test he took just before leaving Orlando this month to go to L.A. to catch the charter was a false positive as he'd no longer been experiencing symptoms at that point. Um, he described it as some... <laughs> He described it as some type of shed ink. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it, so from Thanksgiving to now, like, I I find it hard to believe that he would still be coming up positive from having it so long ago. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know how this thing works. I mean, I didn't come up positive after I had it, you know, for, uh, you know, two weeks or whatever. But I don't know. I guess it stays, it lingers around in some people longer, but at the same time, it's still, it's not contagious. I have no idea. Those doctors know more than me. Um, this question, uh, was he, was he on, was he on one of the flights that had a positive test, like where, where everybody on it is in a hard quarantine? I Do we know? am not sure. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think so. He's he's in Melbourne. He's not somewhere else. He's like in Melbourne. So I don't. I don't think so. The the all the, the positive tests. Those were all. All those were flights that went to Melbourne. I know that it was one that one that left L.A. I think they said, and one of the ones that came from Doha. Okay. And the, both, I know both of those planes, everybody that was on those are in a hard quarantine. But we just don't know. Like, a lot of a lot of players just, they, they haven't been saying much. Like, I, we haven't heard anything from Sangren, I don't think, since that day. No, like, he, he was trying to board the plane. He posted, like, because I watched it today just to see what he uh, was claiming happened. And he tried to, like, explain it in this little post. I don't know when he posted that video, but... Uh, 
he was already in Melbourne at the time and like in his hotel room. So uh, it had to be, you know, it was like after the news had broken, it had to be, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of days at least. So I'm thinking that, uh, I don't know. I actually, I don't know what to think. I'm not thinking anything. <laughs> it just looked, uh, it didn't look great. It looked like he was um, given some type of special treatment that wasn't going to be awarded to anybody else. And, yeah, it didn't And, and then right. it was kind of like, well, why is he the one being given the special treatment? This is a two-time uh, Australian Open quarterfinalist who has literally done nothing else significant at all. So right. uh, why is he the one that's getting some type of special treatment? He's not going to be garnering lots of fans to your tournament. Um, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but it happened, and he's there, and he's going to play. Um, January 14th, we got news that Sir Andy Murray had also tested positive, but was hoping to still be able to make a late trip for the Australian Open. Uh, we now know he will not be making any trips and will be staying home. Right. Um, later that same day, Madison Keys followed with her announcement of a positive test and news that she'd be missing the Australian Open as well. Uh, January 15th, news broke that there had been two positive tests on Santiago Gonzalez's flight from LAX, <clears throat> and everyone on the flight would have to quarantine for two weeks. January 16th, Bianca Andreescu's coach announces that he had tested positive upon arrival in Melbourne, coming from Abu Dhabi. Other players on that flight included, included Angelique Kerber, uh, Svetlana Kuznetsova, who posted a picture of herself on the flight with no mask. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Ons Jabor, Belinda Bencic, uh, Maria Sakkari, and of course the newly banned Diana Yastramska, who was in the photo with Kuznetsova. They were both standing in the aisle, not even sitting down taking a photo. Like, they're standing up in the aisle, so clearly there's movement on this plane. Um, side note, Yastrzemska's appeal to lift her provisional doping ban was denied over the weekend, so she won't be competing in Melbourne and flew there for nothing. <clears throat> and after her hard quarantine ends, she isn't even allowed to enter, enter Melbourne Park. Love to see it. That's crazy. I read something that said she's she could she still has a shot at appealing. Yes, to try to could, get into appeal, yeah. to try to play Melbourne, but ain't no way in the world. No. Yeah. Um, like she had all the nerve in the world getting on that plane <laughs> I, it's shocking to me but she does have all the nerve she's shown us that time and time again so it's not surprising mm-hmm. later that day Reed Butler tweets that he has confirmation that some of the locked down players had been breaching rules in quarantine um, this might be surprising in a different sport not in tennis chat Mm-mm. Not in tennis. Not with, no. Um, January 17th. News broke that Novak Djokovic had submitted to the Australian Open Tournament director Craig Tiley a written list of minimum requirements for players. Uh, among these listed requirements were fitness and training materials in all rooms, quote-unquote decent food for elite athletes, Reduced number of days in isolation for the 47 isolated players. 
permission to visit coaches and trainers. And this is my favorite one. Moving as many players as possible to private housing with courts to train. Mm-mm-mm. It's one of the craziest things I've ever read in my life. Like, I would say I couldn't believe he did it, but it's very, very on brand for Novak Djokovic. Mm-hmm. And I just like the audacity private houses with courts. Like, what are you doing? That man is out of his mind. There's just so many levels to it because it's just it just comes off so privileged in the first place. Like, you're asking for decent food. Like, there's people who don't have food and you're asking for better food after you're already getting food. It's crazy um, because the, the food that they get, first of all, it doesn't look bad to me. And... <coughs> It's like they can either get, they can either take the the prepared meals that they get at the hotel, or they can use the vouchers that they get. They get hundred dollar vouchers every day to that they can use on like food service, like for Uber Eats and stuff like that, where so they can order their own food. Like if you don't want to eat the food that they're giving you, use the damn hundred dollars that they're handing you and order something else. Like I'm not understanding what these people are complaining about. I really don't get it. Like they spending all this money to to get this to keep y'all quarantined and make sure this tournament can go off without you know safely, and even providing y'all with these different options for you to eat. And you want to complain, take pictures of, and complain about the food that that you got into your sent uh, sent up to your room. Like it it, it blows my mind. I. He wants fitness and training materials in all rooms. Um, anybody who has ever looked up decent fitness and training materials knows how how much they cost. Um, I don't I, like. I'm not understanding where he thinks like all of this money is coming from to move all these players into private housing with courts. Like, and y'all are, they, y'all only about to be quarantined, they only about to be quarantined for 14 days. Like, what, you think they about to go look for and find a bunch of houses and train materials and have all that stuff moved in within the next day so y'all can train for these 14 days? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. You know, the thing is, maybe if he had said, uh, I will pay for these things to happen, then maybe it would have come across in a way that he was actually trying to help and not just um, be like a super-duper privileged white man. Um, You know, if he said, I I will spend my own goddamn money to help uh, all of the players that are here and we will... We will, uh, you know, fix these things. There's there's these issues, and I want to fix them, and I think I can do it with my own money. Then, you know, like, maybe that comes across a little bit better. But, like, for him to uh, just send a list of demands to somebody else to spend a whole bunch of money after they have already spent a whole bunch of money and jumped through a bunch of hoops, and they didn't even have to do any of this and let any of y'all in for this tournament. They could have just had Australian players. Like, they could they could have said, fuck all of y'all, especially you, Novak, because we've seen what you've been doing the last year, and we don't want you here. That, yep. That's what they could have done. But instead, 
they went through all of this rigmarole to get you here to play this damn tournament. And then you have the audacity, the caucasity to jump up and ask for more stuff, demand more stuff, and then don't even see an issue with it. He, um... He is on some type of mission to uh, self-sabotage in terms of his own legacy. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's subconscious and he doesn't realize he's doing it or or maybe he can't help himself. That's just... uh, I, I don't know. Uh, it's really funny to watch, but it's just like, like why? Like at some point, you have to just shut the fuck up. Like just, just stop, stop doing Seriously, that. Just be quiet. Just be quiet. Like and he sent out, you know, his little his notes app, like apology or whatever, you know, it was supposed uh, to be. Mm-mm. That was the last thing I had on here. January twentieth, he puts out his iOS press release. Uh. I'm not going to read it. Um, he claimed it was he was just uh, making suggestions or something. I, whatever, dude. Like ridiculous. And like with if there are players, there are players in this 14 day. Like, and he it, one part another part of his request was to like shorten the time that they have to be quarantined. Like mm-hmm. to cut it cut it by like four days. I think they were asking for it to be like 10 days. Mm-hmm. And like with players popping up positive after being quarantined for you know you know however many days four or five days, you would think that people would sit back and be like, okay, you know this quarantine is for a reason because mm-hmm. you know this person was negative yesterday, but now they're positive. Like you start taking people out of quarantine early before before the uh, the incubation period is done. And you start spreading it around, and it shit just gets worse. It's ridiculous. Seriously, like, uh, Badosa, she, she's one of the people who tested positive, and she spent days complaining and complaining and complaining about being stuck in this quarantine. And then next thing you know, positive test, and she's actually showing symptoms. So they moved her to, like, a, a different, a, like, a different hotel, like, one that's more, like, hospital-like or something, where she can get, like, medical attention, like, if she needs it and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's odd. Like, I don't want to laugh at these people, but it's kind of hard not to when you sit here crying and complaining when you are, you are being given this crazy opportunity to play in this tournament. Just shut up and do your quarantine and go make your $100,000 plus. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. And it's not like y'all are jumping straight after these 14 days, jumping straight into the Australian Open. Like you get 10, you got 10 days after this quarantine, 10 days to get ready for right. this land. Make it enough time. That's all I can say. Because to sit here and ask the people of Australia to risk their health and what they've accomplished with this getting this uh, pandemic under control to ask them to risk that for you so you can have more practice time or whatever so you can feel like you can play your best in this tournament. Yeah, just it's to just play a tennis ridiculous. tournament. 
they're going they're going to risk their own health just for you to play a damn tennis tournament. Like what? <clears throat> January eighteenth, uh, Alex Verev announced that he has parted ways with Roger Federer's Team Eight management company. Um, after the 2020 that Alex had with, you know, partying up last spring when everyone was being told to stay home, um, followed by the domestic violence allegations, um, this isn't mm-hmm. really surprising. Um, I think what's even louder is that, uh, I don't, I haven't heard much about him parting ways with anybody else. So, amidst those allegations. So he's not really, you know, hurting in the pockets or anything like that with this. But uh, it, it yeah, does. as far as as far as we know, his, um, as far as we know, his Adidas, you know, he's still with Adidas. Um, his contract, I believe, did expire like at the end of last year. But you know, we haven't heard anything about it not renewing or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it would be a gag if they like dropped him and then hired. Uh, Felix. So, <laughs> that would be a good day. Um, January 19th, uh, RBA puts out his own iOS press release, uh, fake mm. apologizing for a video surfacing with him likening the quarantine to prison. He stated that it was a private call, which uh, doesn't make it better. I don't... Exactly. Like, that distinction doesn't help at all. Uh, We later figured out that RBA was actually one of the players allowed to practice in Melbourne, but was still complaining anyway. Crazy. (laughs) Absolutely insane. Like, you sit here talking about (coughs) it's like prison, but you're not even in the hard quarantine. You got her on the tennis court hitting balls. Like, these people, man, I just... It's crazy. Like you, you, you look at the, you look at them so much differently now. Like mm-hmm. every time somebody does or says something crazy, mm-hmm. it's like, God damn. Um, it was a little bit more hurtful coming from RBA because we thought that he was, you know, we thought he was one of the good ones. Um, right. So for this type of mess to be spewing forth from his mouth. Uh, is disappointing. Um, yeah, I don't... Uh... Oh, you know, shout out to... Um... What's his face? Uh, Bernie Tomich's girlfriend. Shout out to her. Um... Oh, my God. <laughs> she, just, For... you know, she just sent out an apology... Uh, like yesterday or earlier today, I think, too. Ridiculous. Um. <laughs> she is so far removed from reality that it's funny. It's actually funny. It's it's not, and it shouldn't be, but it is. Like, she... <laughs> uh, apparently, there's also, like, an OnlyFans for that, so people are subscribing to, to watch her do that. Um, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Lord, but uh, you know she is. You know, I, I barely, I barely remembered 
I barely remember that Thomas, uh, you know, still played tennis. I feel like I right. haven't seen him on a court in right. three years. Right. And I mean, and I was gonna so say, it was, you know, it like, was she, she's dating him, so you know where her judgment is. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was surpri- it was surprising to see him, uh, you know, in quarantine for this tournament because I, I I just hadn't thought about him or seen I hadn't seen him in so long. I feel like maybe he just plays Australia and then, you know, goes and does other stuff. I don't think he plays tennis fully, like, full-time. I, he can't, right? Like, the the last... The last several years, like, I don't remember him. Yeah, me either. Like, he doesn't... You know, usually, like, even he would make... He would make headlines for doing some stupid shit on court, you know, like throwing a match or 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 something, like right, giving right. giving very little effort and getting fined for it. But I guess you know, like Australia can only have like one bad boy at a time or something, and they have curios now. So they don't <laughs> really check for him. <clears throat> yeah. So. We got. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else. So you got it. Yeah, we got like. Uh, so it's about like seventy around seventy four total uh, players in hard quarantine, and we we don't know like exactly who all of them are, but we you know we do know that uh, Kerber, Azarenka, Andrescu, and Kuznetsova are among them. Um, there are four players who tested positive, but um, the only one that we know for sure, is Bedosa. Nobody else has, has said anything. I think I, I read something earlier today that said it was nine total people, but um, only four of them. Nine total people in the hard quarantine, but only four of them are players. Uh, so, uh, good luck to them. And um, apparently, um, I, what I didn't, I didn't think about or didn't realize is that the, a positive test restarts your quarantine period. So, you have to quarantine for 14 days from your positive test. So Bedosa has will now have barely any time to prepare for uh, the Australian Open. And that's, you know, if she, <laughs> if, she, if she can make it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Be- best well. of luck to her, for real, because um, <laughs> it's not looking too good. It's not looking too good. Um, a and uh, back to a lot of the, a lot of the player complaints, uh, they they claim like a, they were on Twitter claiming that they didn't know about the 14 day quarantine and saying like if they didn't if they had known they wouldn't have come, which is a lie. <laughs> like they whether or not they you know knew about it, they were going to be on that plane, and still would have been complaining. But um, they they were claiming that they weren't getting like that information, but Apparently, they were getting a whole lot of inf- information. Uh, Reem Abuleo, um, the journalist on Twitter, I don't know if you follow her or not. She uh, she said that she obtained a, a, the doc, a lot of the documents and stuff that the players had gotten. Um, like, and she read and went through all of that stuff, and she said they got a whole. It was a whole lot of information. Like, it's it a it's a lot to go over, but it was all there. And it was also revealed by one of the doubles players that they were told about the 14-day quarantine. It's just a lot of players weren't on that call. So the players are on Twitter blaming Tennis Australia and everybody for not telling them 
what you know what was going to happen, but it's really just all on them. Like it's up to y'all. They put the information out there. You got to get it. You keep you hear people trying to blame Tennis Australia and everybody saying, "Oh, communication is a two way street. They should have communicated it better to the players." I'm like, what better way could they do it? They send emails. They're doing calls. Like, what else are they supposed to do? Tennis players do not check emails. <clears throat> Seriously, like, what else are they supposed to do? They're saying, oh, we should, they're saying they shouldn't have to find out on Twitter, but they're only finding out on Twitter because they're not reading their emails first because the, all the information is going to them before it comes to the Internet. Yeah, I'm I'm sure they um you know, just uh just judging by their actions and the things that they do and the choices that they make, uh I think it makes sense to uh to assume that they did not read any of this stuff. They didn't read any documents, they didn't bother. Um they might have even gotten them uh placed in the palm of their own hands and then they still just didn't read it. They just went ahead and said, I'm going to Australia and nothing else matters at all and uh now they're sitting there looking like fools because all this information was right there at the the tip of their nose and they just didn't read any of it. They didn't bother to read any yeah. of it. It's crazy because like the things are constantly changing, like with this pandemic, because you know, it's we're in a global pandemic. This is a situation we haven't been in before. So and trying to do professional sports in this environment and stuff like that. So stuff is constantly changing, and they're always switching things around. But the players were getting regular updates about what's going on. They, you, like, you're responsible for following that, or someone on your team should be following that. Your agent or somebody should be looking at that and, you know, communicating with you about it. Like, you can't blame Tennis Australia because you're not, you're not paying attention to the updates. just absolutely ridiculous so um yeah good good luck to all of them and then the there's the week before australia there are quite a quite a few events actually taking place for players to to jump into and um i think it's going to be interesting to see how the people who did the 14-day quarantine handle jumping straight into competition because a, a lot of them still plan to just pl- to play those events instead of, you know, just taking that week to, to practice and try to get ready from, uh, for Melbourne. So I think it'll be interesting to see how that, how that goes for, for all of them. <clears throat> yeah, there are some, uh, <clears throat> there are some, uh, smaller events uh like this week i think there's some uh like challenger events and stuff um but then the the tour events are starting next week along with the atp cup again uh which i didn't even realize was like actually happening this year but uh apparently it is so they they put the they announced the the groups there's four groups all the countries have been put in placed into four groups they announced those the other day, um, but yeah, it'll it'll it, it'll be something. I don't know how great the tennis is gonna be, um, you know, but it'll be something. We'll see. Uh, ATP Cup. I think I, guess, ten, I think the tennis from. I don't know. I think the tennis yeah. from the 
the top guys that are playing, I think the tennis will be perfectly fine because as far as I know, none of the top guys are in a in hard quarantine. Um, and they, they, they've been able to get out onto like the tennis court and actually practice and stuff like that. So I think, I think the tennis at the AT pickup will be fine. What, what really concerns me is the warm up events come, uh, next week from the people who have been locked down for 14 days. We'll see how they, how they do. I, I really feel like everybody will be fine. I feel like everybody will be fine. All this complaining will have been for nothing because especially like if they're, if they're in their rooms doing their workouts and, you know, trying to keep, you know, keep some rhythm or, you know, keep their fitness up, then I think they'll be fine. I feel like the people just constantly complaining and not doing anything, I think they'll be the ones that will be in trouble. I mean, from a fitness aspect, I don't worry about anybody. I just think the the level of tennis itself might suffer a little bit. Like, 14 days is still a long time to not have actually hit a real tennis ball. Um, So that is a significant amount of time. Um, And for, you know, players that... uh, at that level, like a lot of it is intangibles and, and little things like that that you lose those little things when you have two weeks off <laughs> from having get a tennis ball. So uh, I think from that aspect, it might be it just might be a little the tennis might look a little rough around the edges those first few rounds. I think in the uh, and I'm not saying it might be all across the board, but I wouldn't be surprised if some of the tennis looked a little scratchy in the first few rounds in those tour events. Uh, yeah. Now, from the ATP but, Cup, ain't nobody worry about them t- them top dudes. They've been practicing; they don't have any problems. <laughs> and but <clears throat> by the time we get to Melbourne, by the time we get the Australian Open starts, I think everybody will be fine. Oh yeah, by Melbourne, everybody will be cool because you know they'll have had a little time. Even you know, even those players that have lost and stuff, they'll have you know still had time to practice after and work on some stuff. So Melbourne mm-hmm. will probably be cute. <clears throat> Hopefully. Yeah, um, they just added. They just added another uh, another WTA event today. I think mm. so. Now, now there are three uh, three total f- tournaments for the women, while the men have two regular tournaments plus the ATP Cup. So, um, good luck to everybody mm-hmm. who uh, who's playing, and um. Yeah, I think um, everybody who is complaining needs to just give all of that up. Focus on doing the best you can while you in your quarantine. And, uh, yeah, hope for the best come Melbourne. I feel like the main people complaining are the people who have no shot anyway. Ultimately, there's going to be interest, you know, because it's going to be it's going to be cool to see how everybody comes out and what everybody looks like, you know, after all of this stuff happening. So I guess it adds a little bit, uh, a little bit more intrigue. Yeah, I've seen uh, some uh, like uh, journalists and reporters and commentators and stuff on uh, Twitter saying like the maybe the men should switch to like best of three for like the early rounds or something like that. But I mean that all sounds good, 
But none, none of the men would agree to it. The the turn I could see the tournament asking the men, but the men would all say no, which just leads me to not giving a damn when they complain about possible injury because they have to go play best of five sets. These tournaments would switch things up if you asked them to, but y'all don't want to. So nobody wants to hear it. Like it, the same thing happened like when uh, for the U.S. Open. Because, you know, coming out of quarantine, they asked if they wanted to switch things up a little bit. And none of the men did. So. I know I've said this before, but just imagine if we had only had to sit through uh, three sets of that men's U.S. Open final instead of five. Yeah. That was just, I mean, you know, I guess maybe like from, uh, from, you know, like a historical perspective or whatever, like it's pretty cool for those first two first time, uh, well, not really. He wasn't first time finalist, but Zverev was. And then like, he was a first time champion to go five sets or whatever, but it was five sets of really scratchy, terrible tennis. That seems to be the case with a lot of these matches. Except for in Australia. In Australia, people seem to play pretty pretty well. Those matches tend, tend to be all right. Except for last year's final. I don't remember that being very good. That was five sets, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because I think team was up two sets to one at, at one point. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I watched it. I'm pretty. I remember. I, I think, I'm pretty sure I watched it. I just don't remember the like the quality. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll I'll let you know soon because I watch. Uh, I've been rewatching a lot of matches, so that might be one of them. <laughs> I've been rewatching some old shit. <laughs> Seriously, like Wimbledon two thousand. That's that's the shit I've been rewatching. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's all I got. Anybody you think is going to uh, maybe surprise us? At, what, in in Melbourne, like at the Australian Open. No, like in the warm up events, because oh, in the warm up, Australia is too far away. I think, um, <clears throat> I think the warm up events are going to be won by a bunch of randos. Like, I think the winners of those events will have no bearing on what happens <laughs> at the Australian Open. That's how I feel about it. That's not the usual. Like, I don't, I don't expect much out of the out of the warm ups. And when we get to Australia, just anybody but Djokovic, I swear. <laughs> That's really how I feel right now. Anybody but him. Uh, mm, well, I don't. I can't give you any words of uh, hope for that because, man. <laughs> Defaults Australia the same way Rafa defaults uh, the French Open just about. Crazy. It's, it's just, 
just keep winning that one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really see... I don't know. We'll have to get there first and look at the draw and see if somebody could actually take him out. Yeah. I still, I'm like, I still give Sissy Pass the best chance. And everybody, that, like, if when it comes to, like, trying to stop him before the final, I give Stephanos the best chance out of... What is, what is, uh, let me look. Let's see. Mm, okay, that could be, that's possible. Because he's the, I was going to say, like, depending on where he's ranked, but he's ranked six, so that could. And he would be seated five. Mm-hmm, because Federer's out. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I think he might be on the opposite side of the draw. Mm-hmm. Stephanos is going to have to, uh, regardless of who, if he beats, if, he's still going to have to do better. Like, they weren't, uh, his results last year weren't as good as we might have hoped. No. And thank God for that French Open semi. Say it saved it saved the season a little bit. <clears throat> I think if I think if last year had been a full season, things would have looked way different for a lot of people. I think Novak would have won a lot more. I'm not a stand or anything, y'all, I promise. But I'm just saying, I think he would have won a lot more. Because all of that, all of the stuff in the spring stalled that little win streak he had going. And I don't really think, I think uh, without the, without the Rona, uh, you know, uh, some things would have gone differently, especially probably like for the U.S. Open for him. But, the U.S. Open might have, the U.S. Open might have turned out differently. Yeah. But, you know, thank goodness it turned out the way it did. (laughs) (laughs) No, for real. I think about that lady every day. (laughs) (sighs) Shout out to her. Uh Seriously. A real hero. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. Well, I don't have anything else. Is that it? Yeah, no, we good. All right. Well, uh, you know, we'll be back um, right before Australia. We'll do a, a preview episode and talk about what we think is going to happen. Um, I look forward yeah. to it. Yeah, I, it's, I look forward uh, to it. This uh, this slam should be this slam should be fun. You know, because they'll have a crowd, a normal crowd. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be fun. Seriously, get to hear people roar and holler for a, a good winner. And hopefully, boo. I want to see. Hopefully, boo. I I really yeah. want to see all these complainers. They need to be booed big mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. They deserve. Well, uh, other than that, you know, continue to uh, subscribe and rate and leave comments, uh, all that good stuff. You know, tell a friend, tell a coworker. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, we'll be back in in a couple of weeks. Uh, Thank you for listening. (laughs) Peace.
What did I say? You didn't hear?